The Dow closes up more than 300 points, ending a five-day losing streak. This is on the heels of everything that we heard on Friday, with Signature Bank shutting down, Silicon Valley Bank shutting down. And who is next? Well, we don't know, but we don't care because the bulls are back back and running on Wall Street again. Hi, everyone. I'm Todd Schoenberger, and I am joined by my friend and co-host Tobin Smith out in sunny and hot Scottsdale, Arizona. And Toby, we were we were busy all through the weekend. You and I spoke throughout the weekend. We were talking about what we may have seen on Monday. Then you have the inflation data coming out this morning. Who knew? Who knows? Mm. Who knew what we were, we were going to see? We still have yet to know what's going to happen. We have the critical PPI data coming out tomorrow and obviously the Fed meeting next week. But what do you think right now, Toby? What should investors be doing right now? The first thing you should do is, you know, do the opposite of the panic. Uh, I, it's like the first Twitter panic I'd ever seen, right? The, the, all the venture capital guys got on Twitter and said, pull your money out. And they created a, you know, a, a, literally a, a, a mob uh, of mania. Secondarily, we did get the inflation day to day. I know you've been working hard. And uh, it was exactly what the forecast is, because now all the math is is easy to do. You just have a spreadsheet and, and all you do is make an assumption on what the shelter cost is going to be year over year. Right. And year over year, we know exactly there's going to be about three and a half to four percent. You then go to service wages, plug that number in. And so guess what? Shockingly, year over year, inflation is still six percent at, at the gross. Yeah. And if you take the core, it's about four point two. So none of that should be surprising. What was intriguing to me about the whole debacle at silicon, not silicon, <laughs> silicon. It's an element, you bonehead. All right. I, I, I talked to 70 CNBC people today, including Melissa Lee, and said, <laughs> Melissa, I love you. Would you just say silicon and not be, you know, dopey like, like, you know, like Todd? And, Which is uh, called SVB, SVB. Yeah, SVB. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, I mean, you know, forest of the trees here, you know, this is, they are such an outlier to what normal banks are, obviously. And everybody, I think, now knows the story is that when 96% of your deposits aren't covered by FTIC, they're concentrated yeah. in in 45% of the startup companies in the United States. You may have a little bit of a concentration problem. And then on the deposit side, and then on the, on the yield side, which... Somebody's going to write a book about this. How on earth you could buy $228 billion worth of mortgage-backed securities and bonds, U.S. bonds, and not hedge the risk? A blind yeah. dog with a cleft palate and a note tied around its neck. First, like, semester of Econ 101 would yeah. be that, you know, you have default risk in a bank and you have interest rate risk. The underwriting of the loan is supposed to, you know, give you the default risk uh, help. But the interest rate risk is you just do, it's called an interest rate swap. That's why, you know, there's, that's why there's futures uh, out there. And you do them with other, with investment banks, everybody in the world, evidently, except for Silicon uh, Valley, Bank, <laughs> yeah. uh, did it. And, and so, so that, what that really, I think what yesterday was more about was like people saying, holy shit, you have California regulators, you have federal regulators, you have KPMG who gave them a clean bill of health 24 days ago. 
You have yeah. the California Regulatory Commission gave him a clean bill of health. I mean, for God's sake, she even had Jim Cramer recommending the stock for crying out. I mean, so they had every gold-plated, uh, you know, uh, person out there, and yet they just missed this teeny-weeny little thing. Uh, and and that's what I think scared people more than anything else, Todd, because it, it would be yeah. basically like you went to go take a driver's test, and you said, "Where's the steering wheel?" Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's well, so basic, one on one. You're right, and it wasn't just Jim Cramer from the financial media aspect. Forbes magazine came out and actually listed SVB as one of the top banks in the country. And this was fair about maybe 45 days ago that they had that publication out. So there were several things there. You have to wonder, though, did when you heard Jay Powell go to Capitol Hill to give his semi-annual testimony last week, I'm wondering, did he anybody slip him a note saying, hey, we might have a bank that's in trouble? I mean, it's hard to imagine then nobody knew this. And I think I that's mean, where the, that's a well, head scratcher. Yeah, I mean, it's even it's even more of a head scratcher. If, if like, here's like the mechanics of the whole thing. If you're in the Federal Reserve System, all the stuff that you own for the deposits that have been given to you are either two things. They're either marked to market if they're not available for sale, right? You're, gonna, you're theoretically holding these things till maturity, or they're not sent because you can sell them at any time. Those are your assets, right? You got deposits and you buy stuff. All that information is real time. It goes to the the, the Fed. 24 by 7, 365. You, right. you just wouldn't think there was like a little, you know, code written into their spreadsheet that said if a if a bank has more than 50% of their deposits at risk with interest rate risk, then show me where they're hedging it. And and, and that, that's what blows me away, Todd, because it's not like this is 1924 and they're like sending the, you know, the running boy on the bike with the ledger right up the street to go to you know the central bank it's all automated it's it's 24 by 7 so so that's you know get that's what really sort of shook people if you understand the insides of this and how it all works how you could make a basic mistake like that is incomprehensible and not only that after 2008 we had the mandated stress tests i mean i was w- w- thinking about it over the weekend where were the stress tests on this bank this is the second largest bank in the country to actually yeah. collapse like this but uh, it was under was it first. was under the 250 billion uh, limit. They were at yeah. 234 or 226, depending on what you read. They did that on purpose, Todd. That's the other thing. Remember, you know, all of a sudden we had, I don't know if you remember this thing, it was called the pandemic. I know you were asleep for about two hours uh, <laughs> during that whole thing. And uh, the, uh, uh, they got this huge influx of money. They got the inflow of all those IPOs, those crazy SPACs, all that malarkey. Yeah. And uh, uh, they went from $78 billion to $240 billion-ish in two years. They bought you know, high yielding or relatively at that time. Remember, what was the yield in 2020, 21? It was nothing. So right. you know, all the things they did. Uh, so I don't want to beat the dead horse here, but it is mind boggling. And that's what I think shook other people up. Then it was just, you know, shoot, fire, aim. Whoever had a business model that was closely remote or, or you know, that did a lot with, with the entrepreneurs. So, so boom, that was gone. And first a Republic, boom, that got, you know, blown up. So it went, that's what a panic is. Uh, we actually made some stupid money in options because, you know, when I, I think I set this thing out on Wednesday that this was starting to get going. So we um, we shorted or by bought put options on a number of banks, including uh, them. Well, I was more worried that, that they were going to just shut them down, which means the stock was going to start trading and we wouldn't be able to cash in the options. And so we you know, we sold most of them uh, by Friday, but there, there was yeah. a way if you're a trader to, to, to make money from this. But for, to the regular investor, the world, uh, as, as I think we said on Friday, 
we knew that the Fed was going to have to come in and guarantee these uninsured uh, uh, deposits because then we would have had, and this is a technical economic term, a serious shit show. Because <laughs> uh, now all of a sudden people are, you know, and, and oh, by the way, there's yeah. two other things that just got me at us. This is like the first Twitter induced uh, bank run because all the VC guys are all Twitter whores and they all put on their, you know, on their posts on Twitter, you got to pull your money out of, you know, that boom. And then hashtag pull your money out of, of SIMV was like the number one. When you wake up in the morning and you see that's the number one hashtag on Twitter, yeah. you may have a problem. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. You know what I thought was interesting though, speaking of that, is that there was so much venture capital money for some of these companies that um, you know, the angel investors, whatever you want, you know, $10 million. And there are numerous stories in the press of these companies that have $10 million sitting in a non-interest bearing checking account. They're just barely using the money for operating expenses. It's like, wouldn't somebody put that money in commercial paper or something like try to make some money off of it? I thought it was a bit bizarre that it's they're pretty much their entire cash reserve was sitting in this checking account. And just like that, they have a problem. Yeah, so well, it does, I mean, you definitely you talk, need to diversify that. Yeah, I, I talked to a few uh, venture capital general partners today and all of them look like, look me in the eye. Of course, it's on Zoom, so you can like lie. You can take your glasses off. And, you know, <laughs> but they said that, you know, if they're going to give money to someone and particularly in a startup bootstrap type of thing, and it's going to be any reasonable amount of money, they force them to put it in multiple banks. I mean, that would just be the prudent thing to do. Silicon Although, I mean, you say if you go to the Silicon Valley, I live in California, grew up there. Uh, it's it's like the matrix. They, they're part of every like, 45% of all startups since, you know, uh, 2010. I mean, that's an amazing, uh, amazing number. Um, so, yeah. So they just, you know, no one, no one looked underneath the hood because, hey, man, regulatory agency says it's good. California says it's good. Stock market says it's great. Stock went from yeah. 70 to 320 bucks. Mm -hmm. Their earnings, you know, went like a, a, a Viagra chart. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so, you know, it's just a sleep that people took, you know, and then and then then to stay with the other stupid metaphors. Then yesterday, like the baby was thrown out in the bathwater, right? Some companies had nothing, to, you know, not related to this all are down 30, 40 percent. So, so we yeah. bought Schwab yesterday. That was the silliest one. I I, I know. Lost a third of its value over the last three trading days. Truly yeah. remarkable. Yeah, and, for and Charlie can, Schwab. Yeah, and I can understand as a broker. I can understand if you have the thesis that people who just you know had cash in their in their brokerage account and they didn't buy, let's say the SSWB, which is their. Schwab um, two-year papers, basically money market fund, right? The money market fund pays like 4.5%. Mm -hmm. And people were worried about this, you know, transition or transformation where people were going to take the money they put on deposit where they're getting about 75 basis points. Why would you not go to freaking four and a half percent, particularly you're going to re if you wanted to be in cash because you were trying to be defensive, you could reinvest the dividend, blah, blah, blah. Now, that in itself was not going to change uh, their value. Um, they they own, you know, they're a very conservative balance sheet. They own two-year paper, two-year bonds, and, you know, they have to buy them every year, Todd. So, so some of them are underwater. That's no secret to anybody. But everything yeah. else on their balance sheet is so <laughs> conservative that, that, again, that was, you know, that was a part where there was misinformation, disinformation going. 
probably because of Twitter as well. Uh, so we got a chance to buy it, and you know it's up fifteen percent today. And it's uh, yeah. you know they're going to acquire. I guarantee you, they're going to acquire some banks. They're going to acquire some other people in this because there are some you know uh, slowly dying uh, firms out there. Um, and and that's what happens. In it. But but obviously, but uh, my point was that we knew that the Fed was going to have to guarantee these uninsured uh, deposits because. Uh, and so that's why we closed out our shorts. We didn't. We could have got more money if we stayed into Monday, obviously. But yeah, um, I thought that I thought that when they did do that, that that was going to say the uh, you know stop the, the bleeding, and it did not. My lord, uh, you know, First Republic. Yeah, I, yeah. Those guys have been around for 70, 80 years, maybe a hundred years. Yeah, that was amazing. So we bought it some really of that is. stuff today too, because that was just that was just automatic selling. There wasn't a human being selling. It was just people selling an ETF. The ETF had to then sell, blah, 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 and then short covering crazy. So uh, as the yeah. world have come to an end, no, Todd. Uh, yeah. Did, well, did, nice work. Yeah, nice work you. on that, on picking that up. So yeah. I'll tell you what, let's go. We're going <clears> to <throat> we're gonna take a quick break. We're going to come right back. I really got to get your thoughts, Toby, on the Federal Reserve meeting next week and what they should be doing because yeah. of this news in the banking sector. So we'll be right back. Dow up 300 points, ending the five-day losing streak. You saw so much news with the CPI. We got PPI tomorrow. We have triple witching day on Friday. So much excitement. So you want to keep it here on Buy, Hold, Sell. <laughs> we'll be right back after the break. <laughs> buy, hold, sell, brought to you by Crosscheck Management. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. On any given day in Washington, policy proposals are created, debated, and decimated by tens of thousands of people and organizations working behind the scenes. On 80 Proof Politics, a guest and I will visit a D.C. watering hole and distill the art of advocacy by pulling back the curtain a bit and taking a look at how they play their part in the sausage factory we call our federal government. So if you're at all interested in how the sausage is made, Pull up a chair, grab a drink, and join us. After all, what goes better with sausage than a tall, cold one? Welcome back, everyone, to Buy, Hold, Sell. We saw the Dow up 300 points. Bulls are back. Will they stay? We don't know. Toby, we were just talking about the 
last block, all about the banking sector and then having the Fed come in and really help save the day and really provide some stability as far as investors are concerned. But what do you think the Fed is going to do next week? They have a critical two-day meeting. This is before the, the their um their critical PCE data that, that they always like to read. That actually comes out next Friday, a couple of days after the meeting. Yeah, but they'll so have really it. they'll have so, they, <laughs> so what do you think they will do? Because all the talk now is that they will be hiking twenty this went from twenty-five basis points to fifty basis points yeah. to nothing, no change. Yeah. What do you think is gonna happen? Well, I you know, this is the uh, you know intellectually interesting part of this dilemma, but it's sort of like uh, basic logic one oh one. If the Fed had to step in and create these facilities, you know, in the hundreds of billions of dollars, and um, they said, and and we put the whole thing on our back, things are fine, don't worry. Then you can't come and say, hey, we're going to stop raising rates, even though a week before it was, we have, may have to do 50 basis points. We, we you know, because it, until we get it to two percent, the war is not over and we are not done. If if so, that's why I believe strongly they're going to have to uh, raise by 25 basis points because the message they would send the market was zero would be oh shit they know yeah. something and because there would be, you know on a relative basis the 25 basis point doesn't mean squat but on the confidence and and you know banking is it's just basically monetized confidence um and yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, look back to the 20s, look at the 50s, look at the 70s, look at the, you know, every crash is a loss of confidence. And the Fed right now is the is the real big kahuna about uh, making people feel confident up the systems working, the, the, the rails are there, the guardrails are there, <laughs> except for uh, SABB. And um, <laughs> uh, so so I, that's why, I, you know, he'll, he'll, if he doesn't do it, I would love to be in that meeting. Because if somebody oh. says, I think we should, we should not... Someone's going to slap that person and say, yeah. are you an idiot? Do you read? I yeah. mean, you know, I, I, what are you, 12? You know, I, I would, <laughs> I'd love to be in there for that one. That would be fun. So, yeah, well, I, you had a, it, it's a done deal. Well, you had well, the last meeting, there were there wasn't a unanimous consensus that, yeah, let's slow this down to 25 basis points. There were a few Fed governors that were thinking maybe we should keep it at 50, at least at that for that last meeting. We didn't see it. Then we had a lot of Wall Street economists coming out saying, no, you know, it's actually going to be maybe one, two, you know, one or two more. And then that's it. And that's all we're going to see. And then obviously there was a narrative about potential rate cuts at the end of the year, which I think is absurd. That's that's more. Todd, how about this? The two year interest rate went from like yeah two percent to four percent in in yeah. like a month and it just jumped back to like 2.8 it's the world record other than even in the great financial recession the two-year didn't you know jump around 200 base point that's that's like a lifetime of moves in in three days so that said that somebody was messed up um and and people were off sides betting on that uh and then and then you know you have to uh I, you know, this is a, obviously this is the second largest one since uh, Mutual, Washington Mutual. Washington Mutual. Um, but it was the speed of it. Even Washington Mutual, man, it, you know, the car right. were, you know, moving along two days. So I understand, you know, that's what markets are. Never a straight line and uh, every other cliche that I can think of. But at the end of the day, they did the right thing. They're going to do the right thing with 25 basis points. 
Mr. Powell still wants to go down in history is the guy who broke inflation, just like his hero, Paul Volcker. He does not want to be Arthur Young, who got his ass kicked out onto the street because he cut started cutting rates too early and we got, you know, the inflation of the late 70s and 80s back. You know, I'd be calm about that. Um, I'm more interested actually in, in why oil prices are, were cratering, to, you know, in the last couple of days, because that that's sort of a one of the thesis on oil. proxy. Yeah. You know, China's going to be opening and reopening and, you know, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. I thought that was that was more intriguing, but you know the big show is the big show. So yeah, I mean you're right about I, that. Really, as an investor, investor, we we bought some again. We bought I'm just looking. We bought some banks today. We bought Schwab. We bought Truist, which is a combination of a, a bunch of banks in the Northern Virginia oh, yeah. area, southeastern area, and they also have a, a you know a major investment bank. These guys are going to you know they're, they're, like Schwab is making about a 52 percent profit margin, you know gross margin. On what they do, yeah. I mean, it's incredibly profitable business. Um, and for it to just make I me, mean, Charles Schwab, I'm sorry, Chuck, you went from the <laughs> you know 25th richest person in the world to the 68th richest person in the world. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm starting to tear up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the one thing that I couldn't understand, and, and I'll leave you with this one, Toby, is that on Friday we saw, you know, we had this jobs report beat expectations, so we did see participation and unemployment actually rise. But with that, I could not understand why Bloomberg actually had uh, their poll from the kind of Wall Street economist showing that the terminal rate was, or traders were thinking 5.7. Then yeah. it dropped to 5.1 with the SVB collapse. And then all the talk was, oh, well, the Fed can't do anything with the rate hike at their next meeting. And I, I'm starting to think, hold on now. That's a knee-jerk reaction. Let's take a look at this. Because just 12 hours prior to yeah. all this, we were talking about 50 basis points. Now we're going well, to zero. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the spreads are, you know, on the, or the, excuse me, the, uh, yeah, the, the spreads between 10 year, five years. Mm -hmm. They were all showing that the, the expectation, the terminal expectation rate was five and a half percent. That was like three days mm -hmm. ago. And then it went down to four and a half percent. I mean, come on. Yeah, so I know, I know. That, you know. Uh, what's the what now the cliche the other cliche the fed you know is going to raise rates and things are going to break well yeah sivb didn't break they were just boneheads they just got their teeth yeah. for i don't yeah. know being asleep at the wheel for two years poorly managed particularly yeah. nine incredibly well managed and then kpmg <laughs> i want to see that lawsuit that is yeah. going to be because if i'm a shareholder and, and if i've lost money i'm going to the auditor and yeah. for the help. Oh, I mean, you know, big time. So I didn't even think of that. That's brilliant. You're absolutely well, right. That's uh, a big one right there. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, you know, we're not all we're all human beings and we make mistakes. Uh, we always learn from the mistakes. We're going to get more regulation. You know that. And if you get more regulation in a bank, et cetera, then the costs are going to go up. Their FDIC costs are going to uh, go higher. Because for every deposit they take, they pay 18 basis points. It's going to go probably 25 basis points that they pay into the FDIC fund. People said the government's bailing out. No, the FDIC fund is is put is you know doing right. the restoration of of the of the values, and the banks pay for it. Now you pay for it indirectly because you're getting a haircut on your you know yield. But you know this is pre-funded. This and, and you know and Schwab got hammered because people thought that you know if somebody lost money that the you know SPIC, but well the the stock uh, guarantee situation is completely different than the FDIC. So so there was a lot of just panic selling and just learn the lesson at home. Number one, when everybody's panicking, 
Don't panic. Number two, yeah. <laughs> look look at the stuff. Look, if, if there's quality companies in, that you understand and that are down 10 or 20% for no reason other than the fact that there's panic selling, which is then beginning panic selling and then getting uh, momentum players who have to sell, blah, blah, blah. Take advantage of it. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Two, and three, you know, have some cash available, <laughs> have some liquidity available. Or when a, a shizzle like this happens, just you know, go to the Snoop Dogg on shizzle. Keep keep your powder dry. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So listen, Toby, we're going to leave it right there. And as we speak right now, we're going to close out the show. Futures right now are pointing to a flat open right now. Zero be. movement. Not a lot happening. So I think a lot of people are waiting for that PPI data to come out tomorrow at eight thirty. But uh, but we'll yeah. see see what happens. So, wait a minute, tomorrow so let's, Friday, Todd. Please not yet, not yet. No, true that, but that's triple witching day. So we're gonna have All a right. lot of volatility. So we'll All see. Right. Got so much to do. So so many things are happening. So listen, on behalf of Tobin Smith, I am Todd Schoenberger. Thank you again for joining us today on Buy Hold Self. We'll catch you next time. Take care. Sure. I want you to smash that like button. (laughs) The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.